Hi! Welcome to another episode of Expanding Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you decided to tune in. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. If you are part of the community here at Experiencing Motherhood, Single and Black, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you guys listen in each and every episode. I have a very special announcement. I can't believe it has been six months, y'all, that I've been podcasting. I'm super excited about this halfway mark and oh my gosh I just didn't think that I would still be doing this I was like I'm gonna give it a shot you know and see if people actually listen if they're into it and my gosh I am just so amazed by all the comments that I get all the feedback ladies are taking notes people are learning they're actually implementing the information it's amazing I really love podcasting. I really love being able to chat with moms and hear their stories and kind of talk about my story. And it's just amazing, you know, when we can get together and sit down and have these real conversations. So if you have not subscribed, definitely pause this and go ahead and do so because you don't want to miss out. There are some amazing moms that have been on the podcast and there are amazing moms to come. So you definitely do not want to miss out. Last week, we talked about making the decision to remain pregnant as a single mom. So if you are interested in hearing Monique's story, it was very interesting. We even talked about abortion something that we don't really hear about you know it's like one of those things where it's really touchy so if you know like I said you want to know about that go back and check that out that was a really good episode we had a really real conversation um I mean I didn't even expect to get into some of that but this week we are talking about pregnancy after divorce So I had the opportunity to chat with Elena, who is a divorce mom, and she got pregnant after she had been divorced, and she already has twins, and now she's going to have another precious little baby girl. So stay tuned as we get into this episode. But before we do, if you have not left a review please take the time out and do that I would greatly appreciate it I know you guys hit me up in the dm on instagram and I appreciate that I really do but I would appreciate it even more if you would take the time out to leave a review wherever you're listening whether it's soundcloud or apple Podcasts. I don't think you can do it on google play but if you're on either of those you can definitely leave a review that helps other moms to find the podcast the more ratings we have the higher the ranking it goes on apple Podcasts, where most people listen so again i thank you all so much for tuning in let's get into this episode hi elena welcome to experiencing motherhood single and black So excited to have you on today to talk about your pregnancy after being divorced. How are you? Oh my goodness. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? 
I am well. Again, thank you. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So my name is Elena Mays. As Kim already explained to you guys, I am a divorced mama of a set of twin girls. And I guess you would say like an official single mom of one who is on the way. We're about five weeks out from her joining our little family, a little girl gang over here. And um, I taught fourth grade, fourth and fifth grade English writing for a couple of years. I taught first through third grade English for about six years. And um, what else? What else? I am a blogger. I write for um, just different blogs and publications. And what else do I do, girl? Oh, I have a, a health and wellness business, too. So it is quite busy over here. We have a ton of fun. And um, we do a lot of work. <laughs> yes. Okay, awesome. So, Elena, I've read some of your blog posts, and I really like the way you write. And Thank you. I understand, you're welcome. I understand that you had some infertility issues. So, Take us through that journey briefly and how you ended up as a single mom, if you don't mind. Like, so no, no. Actually, you were married and you know, right, right. infertility. And then, you know, fast forward to today and now you're a single mom of twins. Like that is a bit of a transformation. It's a lot. It is, it, it is a lot. And it happened so quickly. Um, Let's see, I got married in 2010. We probably started fertility treatments in maybe 2012, maybe. Um, we, it, everything feels so fuzzy. But we took a, about a six-month break just because it, with the infertility, with the fertility treatments, because it was just so exhausting to me. It was mentally and emotionally exhausting i would like hole up in my room lights off like it was a really 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 hard time and of course that took a toll on our marriage um so and i didn't realize that until much later but in 2014 um, I was just like, okay, God, like, that's it. Like, I'm good. Like, if it's just me and my husband, that's just going to be what it is, you know? And by the grace of God, I found out I was pregnant the next month, um, which was pretty neat. And another neat part of the story is I went on a, a women's, um, retreat and probably I wasn't even, I didn't even go to, I hadn't even gone to my first doctor's appointment. So I was pretty early in my pregnancy and, um, we had quiet time where we could, you know, journal or pray or read our Bible, like do whatever we needed to do for like an hour or so. And I was journaling about what I wanted my child to be like, like different characteristics and things like that, that, um, you know, I pulled from, you know, various women, um, from the Bible and I kept writing they and they, and like making everything plural. 
And then I'd scratch it out and be like, that's so dumb. Like, what are you doing? But I end up writing it again. So when we went to the doctor and um, I saw two eggs, I was freaked out because... I mean, who does that happen to? Like, I, I just, I knew that I was having twins, but I totally didn't want to say anything or really think of it. You know, yeah. just think you're wrong. Like, that's a pretty big deal, you know, to say, I feel like the Lord's telling me I'm having twins, and then you don't. Like, that's kind of like, uh, what's that, Jesus? But um, that was pretty neat, a really neat time in my life for sure. And I know in our family's life, but it was a really difficult time in our marriage. And, um, I ended up having the girls in, um, at 34 weeks. So they were early. Um, and that was like December, 2014. And by October, 2015, my husband and I had split. Um, we'd had a really difficult really difficult, I guess, from the time I got pregnant until October 2015. It was just a really difficult, excruciating time um, for us. And things were not getting better. They were just getting worse. So um, I just, you know, kind of dipped out for my own sanity and my own sake, but also to um, just be the best mom and the best person that I could be for my girls. And there's just a certain way I want them to grow up and watch me being treated. And, um, I want them to have a certain idea of what our, I wanted our family to look like. And that was not it. So, um, we split and, um, I guess about, it's okay, sister. Um, uh, a couple years later, here I am with another baby on the way. But um, it's it's been an interesting journey for sure. It has been, sister, it's okay. Lay down. It has been an interesting journey for sure. Um, definitely not ideal in many, many, diff many ways. But it's good, you know, and I am grateful just for everything that's happened. And, you know, we just, we're just riding it out, however, however it comes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is very interesting, you know, how you are able to go through that and still have such a positive outlook on everything. So right. how, like, how are you coping, like, emotionally? And I guess, like, really from the beginning of everything, right? So, you know, you're married, you finally get pregnant, and this is what y'all have right. been really looking forward to. Right. And it doesn't work out. You become a single right. mom. And I'm sure your emotions are all over the place. So how do you deal with that? I mean, do you see counseling? Uh, um, like, what was that like? Yeah. Um, we've been going to counseling I started counseling in December of 2014 and it was literally right before I had the girls and um, we went back. I went by myself that time and then we went back probably in February of 2015 and I'm literally still in counseling. <laughs> um, we went 
from February until October when I when I left, and then um, uh huh, I see, and then I I see that your mini mom, and then okay, and then um. I continued going by myself from October until probably like May. And at that point, I really was just, again, emotionally exhausted, emotionally spent, just drained, um, kind of honestly tired of the weekly counseling sessions and going through all of this. I was just ready to be done. So um, I stopped going in... I guess that would have been May of 2016. And then I took a break, a, a long break. Um, because again, I was like, I'm, I'm just kind of over this. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm done. Like I, I didn't want to continue talking about the same things that continue to happen. But I started back and probably about, September of 2017 because I was some a few things had happened and my reactions to them were not what I wanted them to be at all and I immediately thought you need to go back to counseling you this is not it this is not who you want to be this is not good like this is not who the Lord is creating you to be like you've got to you got to do something about this so I went back to counseling and I'm still there and it's a, it's a totally different experience now. Um, it's helped me a lot with uh, personal issues I had, um, issues I had that um, kind of presented themselves in our, in our marriage. And the personal issues I had and the issues I ha my husband had and then us coming together, girl, it was, it, it was a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it was. But, um, I mean, we are, I think both of us are in a much better place now, um, mm -hmm. personally. And, um, you know, we're able, like, we took the girls to the park today. And, I mean, we, we're cool, you Okay. So you guys have like a good co-parenting relationship. Yeah, I I honestly think that it's 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 really good. It is really really good. Um and I'm I'm so thankful because a few years ago I would have never thought that I would even be willing or want to to go do anything with him. So um, it's definitely a blessing. I think it's incredible for my girls. And um, I think it makes things a lot easier for our families too. Yeah. So did you actually um, have the same counselor that you had when you initially uh, went through the divorce now? That yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So It's the same lady, which I love because, Again, I don't have to rehash what happened to somebody new. And right. then they knew my experience um, in my marriage. They knew, okay, they knew, she knows me, you know, so um, she can kind of pick things up that maybe someone who doesn't know me as well could. Um, so I, I, I appreciate that.
Because um, a lot of people don't really believe in therapy or, you know, in the black community, it's kind of frowned upon. So how did you make the decision? Did you ever feel like, well, I don't want to go? Or did you just automatically think it was beneficial for you guys to just be in counseling? I definitely felt like we needed to be in counseling. There was never a time where I was like, oh, we do not need to be doing this um, until... I remember I walked out of one counseling session. I was like, I'm good. Like this, I'm over this. Uh huh. Because um, nothing seemed to be changed. Nothing was changing, and I was like, I, I don't. I'm wasting my time. Uh, Where this is ridiculous. But um, it wasn't her. It was us. You know, um, she's doing her job. She's done her job, and she's she's done a great job. And I really wish more people would understand that things just don't go away on their own. Mm-hmm. And we really do need counsel. Like it's biblical, like to seek wise counsel, to seek someone who is older than you and um, just has a, a different perspective about things to help guide you through life. I mean, we have counselors in other areas. We have mentors at work. You know, we, I mean, that's, it's a counselor. They're helping you navigate an area of your life that you don't know about. So, um, I, I, like I said, I just wish more people would be open and willing to talk through what was going on. I think a lot of it is just generational like we just pass that on to our kids like you don't talk about what happens in the ha- outside of the house you don't you know those things that that kids are told like you don't tell anybody this and this is a family thing or you know you don't spread your business you don't put what you're going through on social media that's just not what it's for but in in reality you know it's also biblical that people's lives are changed by the sharing of our testimonies and I, I, I really deeply believe that if more people were willing to talk about what's, what's going on in their lives and what's happened to them and how they are truly feeling, there would be so much more peace in relationships. People would be more whole. They would be more calm and at ease. Like We wouldn't be dealing with so many struggles, so many broken marriages, broken families um that we're dealing with today yeah absolutely I totally agree as well I think communication is so important but it's like one of those things that you know people don't ever really talk about you know we don't sit down and really talk about well we're not really communicating in our best way like how can we improve this well some people don't even know how to get there because they don't know how to communicate exactly yeah so it's like okay like I can't communicate the best like actually realizing that and telling your partner or significant other and then finding ways to actually work through that and to help you you know be able to communicate more effectively if you see that that is a problem area right right I definitely wholeheartedly agree (laughs) all right so moving like a little forward and you got to the place where Okay, you moved on, you know, you and the girls are having a good time and you end up pregnant. Oh, how, <laughs> Like, how was that for you? You know, you thought like, okay, I'm in a better place now. 
you know what I mean? The girls are settled, you know, we're living our life as a trio. And then here comes another baby. Yeah. Like, how yeah. was that emotionally? Did you struggle to Girl. like keep your sanity? Um, even with your counselor, you know, like how was that? It wasn't really a struggle with my sanity. It was more like, because I know your blog is like unashamed growth, but did you feel ashamed at first? You know, like, I was horribly. I, I was humiliated. I was so embarrassed. Um, like I was just so like I don't even know a word. There's a if there was a deeper word um, that communicated shame and embarrassment, like that's what I was. <laughs> just because I. I never saw myself as, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I, I am 35 years old and to get pregnant, just, just get pregnant was not ever a plan, you know, I was like, this doesn't happen to someone who's 35, you know, like that, yeah. like that was I'm like, <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, just considering how hard it is with just two and adding a whole nother person in the mix, considering um, just what I wanted for my life. You know, this wasn't the picture that I had. Um, you know, I am totally in love with Jesus. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Read your Bible every day. Here are my, my scriptures. And, you know, unashamed growth, it's totally biblically based. And then it's like, oh, and by the way, I'm pregnant. You know, there were a lot of things that I was embarrassed about. Um, but, you know, my friends and my counselor and, and just, and people, you know, who were just so supportive of my blog, they were like, okay, it's my, my line sister had to tell me literally, she said, Alina, you are 35 years old you have a job, you have a degree, you are a grown up. Like, who cares? Right. And I was like, oh, you're right. You know, I never thought about it that way, you know, at all. Um, the stigma of being a single parent and then, you know, with three kids kind of wore me out for a little bit because it's just, it's hard, you know, it's hard enough. And you know, people's comments, it was just, it was difficult. It really, really was. So I, I, I don't know, like they're literally like, even today, I'm, I'm still thinking, oh my God, I am five weeks out from having a person, like another child. Like what, how is this even going to work on a day-to-day -day basis? But I, I still wholeheartedly believe that the Lord works everything out for our good. I believe that he um, is a redeemer and he restores and that he will it will be all right like it will be all right um no matter what it looks like right now um just like he gives me the strength and the peace and the endurance and the joy to get through every single day even if we have hard moments like bedtime <laughs> <That last day. laughs> um you know i'll get through this you know it'll be fine and however he he chooses to um, continue to create our family, like whatever dynamic that looks like, that's what it looks like, you know, but I am open to that. 
and um, I'm getting over. I I am getting over the the stigma issue that I have. I'm getting over. Okay, you don't have to have it. I'm getting over basically what it looks like, you know. And I really believe that once I am fully over that, um, I will absolutely be able to embrace this little girl that's coming and just embrace my whole family. I totally don't want my girls to ever think like my mom's ashamed to have us, you know, like that's, I would never want that, want them to, to think that or to even feel it. So yeah, we got, we still have some work to do. <laughs> okay. That's very interesting, but I like how you are so open and honest, you know, and even transparent about the journey and how it's not easy, you know, because I think oftentimes people think, okay, well, she's co-parenting and they still have a good relationship. It'll be okay, you know, but who is at home with you at night when you're putting those babies to bed? You know, your your day-to-day duties that you have to do, you know, go to work and come home and balance them, which leads me to my next question. Um, Do you actually think that there is a such thing as a work-life balance? Like, you know, you have your two girls, so how do you actually manage your time? I'm going to say that um, I think overall, no, I do not think that there, uh I do not think that there is a work-life balance in that everything is 50-50. Um, or, you know, depending on what all you have to do, that it's split, the pie is split equally. I don't believe that. Um, I believe that in different seasons of parenting, like, of course, when your children are infants, they get a larger piece of the pie, right? And your relationship kind of gets a smaller piece. Um, work may get a smaller piece. You know, it's just, it is, it's not all equal, you know, and as a teacher, Uh, obviously there are papers to grade. I was a writing teacher, so there were compositions to edit and I did none of that at home. Like it would have made my work day easier if I could do it at home, but I'm busy. Like I'm a teacher. I have a, a small business to run. I have, I have a mom. I like, I have so many other things to do right now and I'm not bringing my work home. Like my home life is my home life. And I'm a mom first before anything else. I'm a mama. And, um, you know, once I get the girls settled, um, I'm able to work my business. And sometimes I'm working my business while I'm patting them to sleep. Sometimes, you know, so it, it just kind of fits how it fits, but it is not equitable at all. So do you have like a planner or anything you know, that you use to manage and prioritize? Or is it kind of just like, you know, you just stick to a simple to-do list? Like, what is that like for you? Well, I live by a planner. I I have um, used a planner for the past, maybe since before the girls were born. Like, I would literally personalize and order a planner. Yeah, the year before the girls um, came into the picture, I did that. So it's been about um five years and now with my business and you know the busyness of my life i use my planner but i also use my phone so if i have a phone call or if i have a meeting or 
you know, um, if something is going on that is happening throughout the day, I'll set alerts in my calendar. So I'll be a note, um, I'll be, you know, um, alerted when something's about to happen. Um, and that's been really, really helpful. Um, in the mornings, I set like 300 alarms. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, my, that like, sounds like me because it's just like, oh my yeah. God. So I have like two to wake me up in the morning. And then an hour, probably an hour after I'm up, I have another alarm because I should be done getting myself ready and the girls need to get up at that time. And then about an hour later, I have another alarm that says, okay, you have like 30 minutes to get out of the house. I have a one 15 minutes after that, like 15 minutes to go. And then I have one when I need to leave, like you should be out of here. So um, the, I do a lot to, I also use to-do lists just because, you know, that meme that says my brain is like, it's okay. That meme that says my brain is like, 452 tabs open on your computer like literally that's that is so true for me so um there are just different things i have to do in order to make sure everything gets done and there's always 150 things to do i've learned how to prioritize like what is mandatory and what's important but what can wait you know so um that's helped a lot Yes, I totally agree because it's like, you know, if you're so focused on like crossing every single thing out of on your list, then it's like you're you'll gonna never, find yourself raggedy, you know, trying yes. to and get you'll every never thing. ever sleep. I'm sorry? You'll never sleep. Like it's exactly. And and then if you do sleep, you won't sleep peacefully because there's so much going on in your mind. Yeah, so, you're gonna hop up like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this or I didn't do this. Yep, Your mind exactly. is steady racing and you can't rest. Exactly. exactly. Been there, exactly. done that. It's like let it go. Right. It's clothes will just hang out on the couch for a few weeks. Right. And that's okay. totally okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the least of my concerns. It's like at the bottom of my to do with. Right. At least they're clean, okay? Uh, hello. <laughs> so Elena, how do you fit self-care into your schedule? I know you talk a lot about your plant-based supplements um, from your wellness yeah. company. So how do you actually, you know, fit that into your busy schedule? Um, the supplementing is easy. You know, that that is super easy for me because I take a couple of things in the morning. I take a couple of things at night and I'm good. But um, part of my self-care... Um, when I don't have the girls, I absolutely sleep. Like I do, I'm, before I got pregnant, I would kind of split my weekends. Like I would spend half, yeah, it's empty. It's okay. I would spend half my weekend resting and, you know, doing whatever I needed to do around the house to prepare for the girls to come back. And then I'd spend half the weekend with my friends. You know, and I still kind of do that. Um, it's a lot less just because it's 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 weird for the pregnant girl to be out, like, drinking. You know, like, who you can't. It's just awkward, right? So um, I haven't done much hanging out lately. But what I will do is make sure I get 
manicures and pedicures. Make sure I keep myself up. Part of my self-care is trying to get these girls on a routine so that um, when they're asleep at night, that's my time to rest. That is my time to decompress, to, you know, mindlessly scroll social media, um, work, which I, I absolutely do enjoy doing, and just doing things for myself. That's it. I, I started getting ice cream at the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, that's like indulgence, like a small indulgence. especially yes, whatever it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I honestly believe there are a lot of things, a lot of ways you can care for yourself. And um, it doesn't have to be these exorbitant, elaborate, super expensive ways. Like from, and it, I think it also depends on where you are in your life, especially with motherhood. Like right now, you know, my girls are three. So time alone is like, it never happens, right? So what I will try to do is get up early enough to where I can take a shower in peace without someone like peeking through the curtain and wanting to play on my phone. You know, like, <laughs> I'm so serious. Just that little bit of time is huge, you yeah, know? Like, it totally gives you some peace. Yeah, yeah, to whether you want to think through your day, whether you want to pray, whether you want to, I mean, just stand under the water and clear your head, like, and think about nothing, right? That's, it's, you need that time. Yeah, I um, tell a lot of moms that I typically get up at like 4 a.m. I try hard, but sometimes uh, it'll be like 4.30 or 5, but at least I'm always yeah. getting at least an hour before my daughter wakes up because right. like you said, um, you don't really get that time alone. And mm. then also like in the evenings when you get home, you have like things to do, like getting them fed, homework. I don't know, you know, if your daughters are old enough yet, but um, you well, know or whatever you want to practice with them or you know just mommy time and so it's like after you put them to bed it's like your energy is like it's it is and um you know speaking of energy just thinking about you know as a as, oh my goodness as a single mom you are literally doing everything on your own and well I don't want to say everything on your own. Um, on the days you have your kids, let me be real specific. On the days you have your kids, you are likely putting everything by yourself, right? So um, I wake up about 4.30 and I go to bed at like 11. So it, it, and I teach kids, right? So it is constant, constant noise. It is constant chaos. It's constant expectations. You've got to be your absolute best all day, every day. And then when you come home, you've got to, again, be on your best behavior for your kids on top of the fact that you've got, you know, all these responsibilities. So I kind of bring all that to, uh, to talk about how, mm -hmm, how um, my supplements have played a huge part in that because they... Uh-oh. It's okay, sister. 
It's okay. Here, here, have your own. Um, it, you know the the we we focus a lot on just whole body, total mental, emotional health, um, physical health, and that plays a huge part in how you feel every day. No, use the other one. Use the green one. Um, it it plays a huge part in how you feel. You know, so if I'm feeling good physically, if my emotions and my hormones are in balance, if, you know, I'm not struggling with being sick or allergies or anything like that, I am more likely to be my best self for my kids, for my students, my coworkers and whatnot than if I wasn't. So... Um, I, I, self-care is a lot more than just, you know, some people go to the gym and that's amazing. And some people take quiet showers in the morning or, you know, just making sure you're getting your rest, but also just healing your, your body so that it functions the way that it's supposed to helps a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm really working on trying to get at least like six hours of sleep because I struggle with that myself. Girl. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, if you want to get some things done, then one night you're going to have to sacrifice, but then the other nights try to get your rest. So yeah, that is definitely a struggle. Yeah, I definitely don't get six hours of sleep a night. I will say that. But I mean, I'm energized throughout the day. So it's almost like I don't get my six hours. I need, girl, I'm, I'm really one of those people that need eight. Okay. So I... <laughs> I do. I need like the full eight hours of sleep. I don't get the sleep I need, but I'm still energized throughout the day. I'm still able to, I'm excited to pick up my kids at the end of the day. And, you know, we rock it out until, I mean, they, they're usually in bed about, or asleep rather, about by nine. And then I work for another couple hours. I'm in the bed by 11. And I'm up again at 4.30, you know? So it, it's been great. It's been really, really good for me. <laughs> That's awesome. So one last question I have um, before we go. I just want to kind of ask you this. And I normally ask, like, each mom that I get a chance to talk to okay. um, about their specific situation. So if there yeah. are any moms out there that are listening to this podcast and mm-hmm. they may find themselves in, like, a similar situation, okay. whether it is, you know, being pregnant after a divorce or finding themselves just being a single mom after they have been a single mom for the first time, right? So. Right. What advice do uh, do you have for them? Like, if you could give them maybe two or three tips that you wish that somebody could have gave you, what would it be? Um, someone gave me this, but I didn't believe it. So, I would say, girls, you're going to be okay. Like, it's hard. It's it's hard either way you go. Like for my situation, um you know, the, the relationship piece was incredibly difficult, but being a single mom is incredibly difficult. You've just got to choose your heart, you know, choose your heart and, and know that it's the best place for you to be, even though it's hard and it, you will be okay. Like just accepting that, like I need to be accepting my own words. Okay. Cause we just talked about how 
<laughs> I am struggling with stigmas, but um, literally just just believing and trusting that the days really are long, but like they say, the years are short and you will get through them, each and every one of them. You're not weak for crying. You're not weak for asking and needing help. You are not weak for just kind of losing it some days because it's, they're it's so, okay. <laughs> it, it's okay. Like we're not machines. Right. You're human. And of the work. So much. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And, um, you know, you'll be okay. I would also say, um, embrace the chaos. Like it's chaotic. And, for a while, I thought that if I had this super strict routine, that everything would be so much better. Like, if my kids would just go to sleep by 8 o'clock, my day would be so much better. If they would eat dinner without me having to tell them 300 times to sit down, my day would be so much, you know, like, stop yeah. wishing A away. But just be grateful for every moment. Like, literally every single moment. My counselor always tells me to look for God in every moment. Like look for something to be happy about in every single moment. And when my kids are not eating dinner and they're getting up, it's because literally they just want to come sit next to me. And some days I've reached my touch limit. Like, oh my God, if another little finger touches me, I'm going to... <laughs> Bust, right I have those moments but then it's like what what should I do aside from saying yeah come sit next to me and yeah you eat some of my food but there's gonna come a day real soon you're not going to do that you know and why am I wishing this moment away um you don't go to sleep by eight o'clock because you want to snuggle with me okay Okay, I'll suck it up. I'll lose about 30 more minutes of work. But we're snuggling. You fall asleep. And then we're good, you know. So everything has its purpose and time. So just embrace the moment. Like, your kids are the most important, like, role that you have right now. So, you know, just embrace it. And uh, I would say love yourself through it. Like, literally love yourself through this process. You're not a terrible person for getting pregnant. You're not a terrible person, you know, for anything that's happened. You know, life happens to people and for whatever reason, the Lord allowed it to be. So just embrace that too and love yourself and know that there are reasons and there are, um, how do I want to say it? Um, you're more than a choice. You're more than a child. You know, you're more than just a mom. So don't lose those parts of yourself, even if you cannot fully engage those pieces of yourself as much as you used to. Um, just love yourself through it. Like, it'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I totally agree. So, you know, any moms out there, again, if you're going through this, you know, just, you know, take this and implement it. Like, love yourself. Right. <laughs> like, I think that is probably... 
like it's important yeah and it takes so much time like it's not something it's like oh love yourself got it like it is literally a a work and it's a it's an intentional habit to create to literally look at yourself in the mirror and see beyond your own faults you know and see beyond your mistakes and choices that you made that you may wish you did not make um you are still more than all of that dig deep within yourself and do some inner work and then go to counseling on top of that so um that is also important i just wanted to point that out again you know you have made that initiative to go ahead and do that for yourself not because anybody told you like hey elena you need to be here but you know you actually quit one time and then you went back because you saw the right <laughs> so I'm- I know that I would not be as sane as I am right now and as hopeful and with life and sure of myself if it were not for my counselor, you know, and just, um, I know I've matured and I've grown a lot personally, um, through counseling, my perspective about life, about my, um, ex-husband, about our relationship is different and it's only because of counseling like that that is counseling and jesus of course but you know that that's why it is what it is yeah well that's amazing you have an amazing story and um thank you I really, you're welcome i really love the positive positivity that you know you show and despite all of the things that are happening in your life you know you don't choose to let those things overpower you or take over your life that as an excuse you know it seems like you're really taking those things and using it as fuel to keep pushing forward right kudos to you and i just want to say thank you so much for your time and um, i know it's been (laughs) super hectic with the babies trying to go to bed so i really appreciate it but before you go Tell okay. the listeners where they can find you and connect. And then also, you know, if they are interested in purchasing any of your wellness products to, you know, have that same energy that you might have where they can actually do that as well. Okay. So my blog is Unashamed Growth. Um, unashamedgrowth.com. Uh, you can Google it. You can just type it in the, in the I don't know what it's called. Um, bar. Bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, over on Instagram, I'm a maze, a M A Y E S. You can also search my name, Elena Mays. Um, I'm on Facebook as Elena Mays. Like everything is so like seamless. Like if you just Google my name, everything will like pop up. But, um, if you want to chat with me about, okay, hold on, baby. Hold on. Tell me in a second. Okay. Hold on. Um, if you want to chat with me about supplements, just hit me up, um, you know, on Facebook, um, Instagram, my blog. You can also email me at unashamedgrowth.gmail.com. All right. Awesome. Thanks again, Elena. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I know there's like baby chatter going on and all sorts of other stuff happening. So I appreciate you. <laughs> It's not okay. At all. Mom's here, so we understand. Yes. Yes. Judge-free zone. It's nice. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this 
episode with Elena. She is such a positive spirit and I really love that she is really working hard to not be ashamed and you know she has her blog Unashamed Girls and I think it's really good for her to be transparent and share this story because I'm sure you know if anyone out there anyone else out there is going through something similar or even just being pregnant as a single mom like you know it could really be embarrassing and you could experience shame so I'm just really thankful that she would take the time to share her story here you enjoyed this episode and you found it helpful do me a favor and take a moment to share it like you know this is something that we don't really talk about often and I think that so many people need to hear it so you can share it via the link in whatever platform you're listening on you could share it via insta story Facebook, just wherever you are. So I thank you in advance for doing that. If you have not taken the time to leave a review for the podcast, go ahead and do so. You can also rate the podcast and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to connect with me, I am over on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood. I'm also on Facebook, Single Black Motherhood. And you can check out the website at www.singleblackmotherhood.com. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. And until next week, talk to you guys later. Bye.